Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. And welcome back to Why Though. We are so glad you are here. What is this? Episode 101. Because we can apparently do hard things for two years. So go us. <laughs> oh, what was that? You're asking about the the birthday party? Yes, please. Check them show notes. We are having a birthday party. <laughs> it's like we're a big hairy toddler. We're two years old. <laughs> I mean, we're hairy because we're... <laughs> Because we're half Indian. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself there. Hey, no. Actually, I, I am 50%. too. I'm a literal woolly mammoth. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you guys it's remember. blonde hair, but I'm a woolly mammoth. <laughs> right. I just got jet black hair. You guys remember when Ashley posts on Instagram? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, this is because you need to be following her on Instagram because she's hilarious. When she posted all of her hair forward, like cousin it. And then she thought, mm, I'm going to yes. post that on the internet. And then she did it. Mm-hmm. And then we all had to see yes. it. And I thought to myself, that is a lot of hair. <gasps> Actually, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. You ready? I yes. have to go to the Ulta because I can't be bothered to go to Sephora because you have to actually go inside the mall mm-hmm. to go to Sephora. Yep. In fact, for the birthday gifts, you know, the birthday freebies you get, that's my husband's annual pilgrimage to Sephora to so pick perfect. me up my birthday gift. This and it was that bum bum cream. It was the bum bum cream. I've always wanted that. Well, explain to the people what it is because I oh have to be gosh, clear they that know. bum they bum know. cream is actually, you know something you put on your bum it is so it is one of the top selling items from sephora if you know you know mm-hmm. i'm talking like bajillion five-star reviews on sephora.com and it is this it's so expensive it's like almost 30 dollars for this just like tub of cream that smells like a cabana on the coast of puerto rico like it's amazing <laughs> and i've always wanted it because i'm a lemming and i follow a trend and i wanted it so bad but now it's in the freebie and it is just as good as i thought it would be i love it their birthday stuff is life-changing so life-changing. back in the day when i used to travel a lot for work and speaking oh, and things like R.I.P. that this really blessed me last year on my birthday they gave me the drunk elephant brand of so good a face cleanser and moisturizer and so I keep it in my little to-go bag that I just grab before I go on trips and it is heaven on earth and I was so happy because I don't want to pay like $120 for drunk elephant I mean I know some of you out there spend mad money on beauty products and I I aspire like my goal is to be like you one day but I'm still hurtling um the mentalities of my youth and so I haven't I haven't gotten there yet um, also, Tiffany, don't forget to tell the people where they can join our birthday party because they might win some presents, not drunk <gasps> elephant, but they no, really might people, win some things. You got to know who you're dealing with. There will be more, <laughs> lean more glossier, not as much drunk elephant. Um, <laughs> hold on. Let's talk about drunk elephant for one second and I'll tell all about that birthday party because it is the okay. place to be. We've already had quite, quite a heavy handful of people sign up. So exciting. We're going to have a great time. But that drunk elephant little sample i remember last year i got that for my birthday for the freebie and here's the thing ashley i ended up buying that gel cleanser oh it's so good but here's the problem it was 46 dollars. i know i know which is oh, why i did not buy it don't do it, it. cosmetics has uh, has a like is a healthy second that is not too expensive i think it might be 28 so it cosmetics oh, that's cleanser good. 
That's good. Is Heaven on Earth. And also their CC cream for your face is fabulous, but under $60. So if you need a good alternative to Drunk Elephant that is better than a a budget at Target, but not quite Drunk Elephant status, highly recommend. (laughs) And here's the honest truth. That Drunk Elephant jelly cleanser did not hold a candle to Glossier Milky Jelly Cleanser. It didn't even hold a candle. So I learned my lesson. Just go with what you know. And it's like, what, a billion dollars cheaper than Drunk Elephant? Yes, it is. But again, the packaging, you guys, they get me. That's how they get me. It's so pretty in the shower. (laughs) I told my husband he has to use, like, you know, the oil lay or whatever else is in there. I'm like, that's for you. Don't touch my Drunk Elephant. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like something else. Okay, this party, people. October 1st, 5 p.m. PST on the Zoom. Link in show notes. You're going to want to be there. We're going to have giveaways. We Mm -hmm. are going to tell you what, Ashley? Everything we've never told you. Yep. Including some celebrities that I used to live beside. So you're going to want to know. Oh, you guys. It's not even. You'll lose it. When she told me, I said, how dare you go this long in our friendship? We've been friends for 10 years. How dare you not tell me this? I was like, I was mad for a second. I was mad because now I am two people away from this person. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, Mm -hmm. what is that? Six degrees of separation. Don't we all know Kevin Bacon? Isn't that the thing? I don't know. Don't we all? I wish we did. Can I please run into him? That would be the highlight of my life. I mean, seriously. Kevin Bacon. That's that's your peak. Really? I think it might be. I mean, I really think it might be my peak i mean just it's kevin bake i mean it's like my mom loved him too you know it's like oh, a generational thing it's, it you is. know who would that him and then tom Selleck. tom Selleck would be a peak <laughs> for me i feel like i want to take a photo with that man and that stash i mean it's just i've, I've just been a fan no. since childhood Stop. my grandmother loved him i mean this is a generational thing I'm he's telling just you. yeah okay <laughs> Okay, if I had to run into somebody, because of course we're only separated by six degrees, it would be, um, I don't know, Barack Obama. That's probably who I'd bump into. I knew there. it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say an Obama. I was going to say Michelle Obama, too, would be at the top of my list for uh, sure. Yeah. For sure. Hold on. You did, too. I want to bump into someone else. I need mm-hmm. to bump. Okay. Okay. I just want to say, before I say this person, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, mm-hmm. and he has not aged well, so... Think Band of Brothers, but that redheaded guy from Homeland. Forget his name right now. Wait, what? Really? Oh, the redheaded guy from Homeland, the main guy. That's going to be your guy? Oh my gosh. That's your guy. I mean, in another life. He's British, first of all. So you know how I feel about that. He is? Oh, he's so Best American accent ever. I know he does. And and he's in Billions, (laughs) right? I just spelled Homeland with two F's in it. So I'm not getting very far on my trying to Google his name. Mm-hmm. Homeland. Yes. Well, that is an interesting thing. I mean, I don't What's think that you have any right to make fun of me for Damian Tom Selleck or Kevin Bacon, if we're going to go with the red <gasps> from Homeland. No, Damian Lewis is his name. I just remembered because See, I looked it, it up. And I think he's just so handsome. And I'm like, you are a great actor. He can get into any character. You, he makes you believe it. But again, he hasn't aged well. Wow. Google, like, I don't know, early early 2000s. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that choice. I really. I'm. I'm trying to trek with you, but I think we're just gonna have to, you know, be on different sides of the. Are coin you here. really that shocked? I picked a British person to run into who lives on a different continent. No, I'm definitely not shocked about that. That is 100 percent good. Also, if I ever ran into Jim Gaffigan, oh my gosh! I mean, I would lose 
my mind. That is another one that I'm like, oh, he's my favorite comedian. He is so freaking funny. His book, I think it's called Fat Dad. I read it a very long time ago. <laughs> he is, I mean, I laughed so hard all night long reading that book. And so Jim Gaffigan would be another one that I'd be like, Jim! I just feel like he could come sit at our family dinner table and it would be fine. <laughs> Well, I am telling you, if you just enjoyed the tangents we just went on about Kevin Bacon and the redhead from Billions, then you are really <laughs> going to love our birthday party, you guys, because we have so many things we've never told you. And of course, we're going to tackle some hardcore topics like usual, but we will be making you crack up. So you got to join us October 1st at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in advance. We'd like to apologize to all of our UK listeners. And in the future, we would plan to have an event just for you because we love you. We care about you. And um, 1 a.m., if you're roll dog we'd love to have you <laughs> and by 5 p.m est she meant 5 p.m pst oh yes <laughs> <laughs> i did this on my book club as well oh, and everyone nice. was tuning in at 8 p.m so the first oh. meeting was a disaster and i'm sorry oh, everyone no. that i can't manage my own um time zone <laughs> no and you know what we're gonna give you a free pass because you just moved you. into a different time zone thank not, you it wasn't like one hour it was three hour difference yeah it's so 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, and yes. we are going to throw down. It's going to be so good. Also, you guys, so fun. what is time? What is it? What is time? In 2020, yeah, what is it? 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 1 no a.m. in the morning for UK. Guys, it's going to be great. Just <laughs> just join us. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. You it know is. you want to be there. Again, you can't. And invite your friends. Yes, please. If they haven't hung with the Y, though, it'll be our faces. Yep. I'm, I might just, I might even, you know, Ashley will probably force me to have a cute background, which is good because <laughs> I don't know these things. You guys, she's, she's, you would, I mean, she's got it together. Oh, together. No, I mean, that's yeah. very sweet of you. But let's be Aww. honest. If you have it together in 2020, please send me an email and <laughs> communicate to me how you keep your life together. And that's not today's show topic. But perhaps we should interview a listener <sighs> at some point who has their life together. So guys, can you please help us? What, help what us. are you doing with your life? What are your what systems? Are you Why are you thriving? Help us, you guys don't leave us out here in the dark. Help us. Okay, 2020. I was just telling Mrs. Abercrombie, how these kindergartners who abuse the unmute privileges are making me want to punch a wall. I might need <laughs> anger management is probably more like it, but I'm literally like, no, I can't. I can't do this. I'm not built for this. I'm not built to sit my kid, sit next to my kid while he has to do this. I can't do it. It's, it's the really longest hard, 40 minutes guys. of my life. It's really it hard. It really, that 30 minutes with kindergarten Zoom, it really does feel like two hours. And it does. Oh my gosh, Levi used to crawl underneath the table. I mean, you guys, it was so bad. It was the worst. So my, Tiffany, my heart is so with you because I have been there. And it is, I honestly think kindergarten Zoom might be the hardest thing. I mean, they just yeah. were not made for this. Like, no. they really weren't. And they want to talk and connect with their friends or they would rather just get off and not deal with anything. So right. That's so Kingston. Hard. He's like, I'm done with this. He'll just walk away. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, bless. If you have to sit next, if you have a youngin and you have to still sit next to them while they're mm -hmm. on their class calls, I just yes. want to say, stay strong, soldier. Yes. We're in this together. We'll get through this. Yes, we will. We yeah. really will. This is my, this is my uphill battle. This is my Mount Rainier. No, what's a big mountain? This is my, this is my. That's a big mountain. I mean, I'm not climbing it. I that's huge. Jeez. I mean, what's next? Everest? I mean, that's I don't know. What's what going is, for? Guys, I couldn't Rainier. even think of the word Everest. Literally couldn't even think of the word Everest. That's what kindergarten does to you. You lose words. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. <clears throat> Women who do not take crap from other people. Guys, we have prepared Best a topic. lengthy list of you. 
lengthy mm-hmm. list for you of women who are just killing it, mm-hmm. taking names, and they're mm-hmm. just doing the dang thing. Yep. Now, I need you to know that some of mine may be fictional because there's a lot of good examples out there of who we can learn from. Yes. Whether they're on the movie screen or in parliament or in sports. I mean, it's just too good. There's too yeah. many amazing women. We're just yeah. spoiled. We're spoiled. Do you want to kick it off, Ashley? Sure. Well, the reason we love this topic is because, you know, Tiffany and I both, I think if you've been journeying with us for quite a bit, you would know that we are big fans of kindness. We believe that kindness is king and we want to be considerate of people. And at the same time, we don't think kindness means being nice. And so we Mm, do think that, you know, women... Um, very often will lean towards being nice rather than being kind and considerate and really understanding what that means. And so this idea of women who don't take crap is really just so we can serve you in your life so that we can go, hey, you know what, let's learn from these women who have gone before us, who lived kind, um, generous offerings to the world, but also didn't take crap from people. They were here to fulfill their purpose. They were here to have a healthy outlook and perspective on life. They were here to operate in meaningful reciprocal relationship. And they deposited something good that we all need and so tiffany is gonna bring some fictional characters and she inspired me when she told me i was gonna do that so i'm gonna share one too <laughs> <laughs> and my fictional character who takes no crap is from the book where the crawdads sing which is <gasps> oh my gosh one of my favorite books that i've read in the last couple of years i mean i would read it again if I was one of those people who could like take rights for a movie, I would make it into a film. I mean, it yeah. is literally one of my favorite books. The writing is so stellar. The pacing is unbelievable. I feel so like good. if I'd have had time, I could have read it in one night. But the main character, I say her name Kaya, but I don't know if that's the right way to say it. It's just K-Y-A. And it starts out with this little six-year-old girl standing in a driveway, and she's watching her mother walk away holding a suitcase. And come to find out her father is extremely abusive and extremely neglectful. And so she basically is this little girl in a in a podunk part of town um, in a swamp and that's where she lives she lives right by the water learns the land is such a beautiful soul and sorry this is going to be a spoiler alert but as she gets older um, there's a gentleman in the neighborhood who tries to take advantage of her sexually and so she does not let him do that she does end up killing him. Sorry to say, she shoves him off the ladder, and he kind of. We're really in the sorry if you haven't read the book. I feel just awful right now. I just, I'm sorry, guys. I'm so it's scary, but also, so worth if it. you haven't read the book, what have you been doing? What Honestly, been doing? yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree, and it, it yeah. still won't spoil it for you. That's how good the writing is, and totally. she's just, she has no one to raise her but the land. So she's deeply connected to creation, and then there's one family she's connected to who who owns a, a local store that helps her with clothes, helps her with food, and different things like that as she's growing up. But she in up you know this is what happens in her life this man tries to take advantage of her she doesn't let him he dies and then there's this court case and she doesn't really say much throughout the whole court case but at the very very end they find out she's innocent um they the court finds her innocent but later at the end of the book you find out she's not really innocent (laughs) so while i don't condone murder please hear what i'm saying here this is a woman who takes no crap and i appreciate the way that she moves and lives through the world i appreciate that even though she has had the harshest of circumstances in this fictional tale it was still so relatable to so many people who grow up in abusive or neglectful environments and have to kind of fend for themselves their whole life and then she ends up becoming the scientist who like works the land and just really takes the life she's been given and
and and molds it into something else without ever forsaking the life that she came from. Like she never mm. once divorces herself from the land or from the swamp or from the poverty that she grew up in. She actually just fixes up the house that she was raised in. And yeah. so I thought that was really beautiful too because I think sometimes in saying we're going to take no crap, we divorce ourselves from who we are and how we were raised and what our story is. And so I love that in this, Kaya takes her whole life and her whole story. She owns everything that's ever happened to her <laughs> and, and allows her life to be beautiful. So that's my first first gal on the list. How about you, Tiff? Well, you knocked that out of the park. Let's just say that <laughs> because I should have gone first because mine is... <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, my Lord. I definitely should have gone first. Um, and just the way you eloquently told us all what we can learn from that, I was I was very blessed by that. <clears throat> so, people, I'm going to need you to drop your expectations down below the subfloor of your house or car or wherever you're at. <clears throat> because what I wrote down was Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. Yes! I love Elle. <laughs> this is a great one. Very relatable. Okay, here's why, people. Here's why. She she is nice, and yes. she feels like everybody should be what she is, and everyone yep. should operate like she is, and she realizes the world isn't that kind. Right. The world is hard, and people lose out even when they feel... Like, they do deserve good things. Yeah. And so finding herself and being honest with herself of what she wants and what she can accomplish and eventually finding that she's good at it, I think that speaks. And I am, yeah. I lean toward the agreeable, diplomatic, to a fault tendencies and to the point where I'll, I'll bleed before I let someone stop doing the things they shouldn't be doing, yeah. before I'll speak up, before anything. And so how she progresses, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. You found out who you were. You found out you're capable. You're adaptable. Yeah. You're worthy of grace. Yeah. There's some good stuff there. Yes. There's some good stuff there. And of course, the sequels weren't that good. But, but... We learned a lot from Elle Woods. We and really if you need did. need to watch it again, I randomly, it popped up on YouTube. I might have just, I was looking for something else, like how to convert a Word document into something else. And then I found that and it just started playing the whole movie and I watched the whole thing. I just needed to, needed to tell you. It was so good. I All love right. it. Also, Moving on. Can I oh, say on. one quick thing about Elle Woods? Is please, I, just, I beg um, of you, please add to mine. Well, one of the things I love that you always bring up, Tiffany, is the underdog. And we don't, we wouldn't often think of Elle as an underdog, especially like in the way we process how people move in the world. Like, right, she's going to this great college. She's this, she's got really cute clothes. She's got a great dog. Like, she, she clearly has, has resources. Yeah. Right. Like, she gets her hair and nails done all the time. Like, this is a privileged person. But at the same time, people underestimated her so desperately because she was blonde, because because she cared about her, how you know her looks and how she carried herself in the world that she had this dog. <laughs> so yeah, it seems so silly to people, but I love that about her too. Is that she really was an underdog in her field of academia? Yeah, um, and she really proved people like, hey, intelligence doesn't necessarily have to look or be a certain way. Like I can still be here and do the things that I'm called to do. And I love that about Elwood. That was an excellent example. I love her. Big fan. <sighs> like I said, might. Should have introduced mine first, but <laughs> I still think that there's a lot to learn from both of those. Yes. Okay, next, go. Who okay. 
so Las Maris Mariposas. Um, so we have talked about this on a former yes. podcast. Yeah, last summer when we decided to, you know, host a podcast that where we told stories each week for, a, I don't know, six weeks or something. Yeah. It was such a great series. But these are sisters who are in the Dominican Republic, and they are known as the sisters who toppled the dictatorship of Rafael Trujillo. Um, and Patria, Minerva, and Maria were activist sisters. And they went, like what the dictator would do is he would send his scouts all around the Dominican Republic and he would find young women that he wanted to exploit or take advantage of and then he would host these parties and all the women would come and when he showed up at this one dinner where all the women were coerced to be there um, three out of the four sisters were coerced to be there and he had his eye um, specifically on Minerva and so as he's trying to make her his sexual con conquest, he continu she continued to just say, no, 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 no. She was married at the time, had little kids. She was a devout Catholic, and she continued to put off his advances. But because of that, he kept coming after her. And then her and her sisters became a part of the resistance. Their husbands were arrested and put in prison. Her father was arrested, tortured, put in prison, and he actually died um, pretty soon after he was released. And so this woman who's just like going about her life, being a mom, you know, being a wife, like living her life and all of a sudden a dictator is after her can you guys even imagine mm. like you're just an ordinary person there was no reason for him to come after her but they turned into the resistance and um, at their death he made sure that they were killed he put their husbands in prison and then at the it was like at the top of this mountain sort of a secluded area and then when they were on their way to do the visit he sent people from his secret police to come out and kill the women but that death of those three women is what ended up toppling the dictatorship because finally in the Dominican Republic, people were already very sick of being under this totalitarian leader. Yeah. And that the death of these women was so severe and so horrific that people began to actually revolt. And eventually um, he was removed from power. And their sister Didi, who was not really part of the active resistance, ended up taking all the kids and raising them. And then many of their children became active in the government and became active as political leaders um, to do good for the Dominicans. So I love that story. They are certainly women who take no crap from anyone, <laughs> even right. a dictator who has the the who has the ability to destroy their life and ultimately did they still would not give in to his advances or his conquest and i thought gosh that's some kind of courage right there taking some no kind of courage indeed <laughs> um my next one is carrie goldberg she mm, is a lawyer out of new york city and she she's actually from washington state by the way Amazing. she's from a tiny tiny town here um, but she wrote the book, Nobody's Victim, Fighting Psychos, Stalkers, Pervs, and Trolls. Mm. And she talks about uh, representing women who have been silenced, slandered, taken advantage wow. of. Um, anything from a young 11-year-old immigrant girl in Brooklyn who mm. was... Um, raped at a bus stop by a fellow <gasps> classmate and then it was videotaped and sent to the whole school oh my representing gosh. her for, for pro bono to help and wow. just encouraging her to come into her own as a woman but also helping her family and navigating mm. that process I mean she she's just she's more than a lawyer she just stands for women through and through she's represented mm. um, she, she is somebody who represents the underdog and a lot of underage girls um, yeah. She's taken like the Brooklyn school district to the cleaners when they wow. have not stood by girls who have been taken advantage of on school property. 
she's the one who will stand up and and really represent those girls in court. So um, I have been in awe of her for quite some time. Um, If you haven't heard of her, look up her work, Carrie Goldberg. Her book is incredible. Definitely um, prepare yourself if you want to read her book. It's It's a pretty tough read because she just honestly shares about the cases that she had. Right. Um, and you know what's so funny? As she talks about uh, representing women and girls um, who have little means to defend themselves or prosecute, yeah. uh, she did corporate law, I believe, for a little bit, and it just wasn't fulfilling. And, and it was right. when she started doing this that she said, this is who I was always meant to be. So oh. for her to find her place and it be a blessing and a help to people. And she said, this is how you change the world. There was one um, story she talks about that has just stuck with me. It is just, she's she, she's not a tall person. And she shares that in the beginning. And so <laughs> walking into these courtrooms with these huge lawyers and representing huge companies or school districts or whatever. Yeah. And um, in one situation, a, a boy in high school took a picture of a girl, um, scantily clad, and sent it to everybody in school. And the girl got kicked out of school, not the boy. So Mm. she marched up to a school board meeting. She barged into the school board meeting where the boy was and his mom was. And she just goes right to this high school boy, grabs him by the collar. She's like five foot. And just is like, what do you think you're doing? Like, just puts the fear of God in him. And I just have never forgotten that picture of this woman in her four-inch heels barging in raising the banner on behalf of somebody else and having such conviction and righteous indignation on behalf of somebody else that didn't even happen to her. It was just so beautiful of just our responsibility to take care of one another in whatever Mm. way that we're skilled or able. Uh, That's always been a blessing to me. Carrie Goldberg. Gosh, what a good one, Tiff. I'm going to read that book ASAP. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I haven't heard of her. Oh, thank you for sharing that one. Um, Okay, so my next one is Lovey. Oh my gosh, one of my favorite authors. She has a new book coming out pretty soon, but I loved her first book, I'm Judging You, (laughs) the Do Better (laughs) Manual. I mean, I've read it three times. That's how much I liked it. Um, It's so funny. Her TED Talk has millions and millions of downloads. Her podcasts are amazing. Um, She actually gets online and talks about this exact topic um, very often, just to not take any crap. But one of the things I love about her and something that's a big takeaway for me is that she's so good at sharing her perspective and her opinion and her conviction from a place of humor and humanity and so I love that about her because she has very strong convictions you know exactly where she stands on so many things but for some reason she's able to not demonize people or villainize them um she just makes a funny joke about it (laughs) I really like that about her and as a Nigerian immigrant here in the United States just how she is unfettered with the systems that we have here that would be holding her back or or keeping her from doing the things that she's supposed to be doing she just goes for broke in her life and I love that yeah and she talks often about mastering fear and what it looks like to kind of overcome fear and do the things that you're called to do and she's a writer she's a speaker um, and she's just freaking hilarious also a podcast host um, and I love her podcast with Yvonne Orji called Jesus and Jolaf also very funny if you're looking for another um, entertaining podcast but that's what I love about her she tackles really hard issues with humor and humanity and she's not afraid to say the thing that needs to be said or do the thing that needs to be done but I find her approach 
wonderful. So that's another woman who takes no crap. <laughs> okay, my next one is Melinda Gates. Oh! I think she is just something special, such a gift. What she has done for women around the world, just... I just am like shaking my white hanky, giving her a round of applause. She's so amazing. Her book, The Moment of Lift, was just mind-blowing to me. Mm. And helping women understand globally what it is like to have babies and family plan in a way that does not mean you lose your place in your family or in society. And... Oh, just the way she uplifts women, not just nationally, domestically, but internationally, is just so beautiful. I think yeah. she brings it home to a micro level of what we can do and helps provide data with stories in such a yeah. way that I think sometimes we miss when we think of data in the third world or even in America of when we talk about various social issues. But to combine the stories with the data, I just think is so beautiful. Yes. She is amazing. And if you want to hear a little bit about her, she did a interview with David Letterman on My Next Guest Needs No Introduction on Netflix. So good. Highly mm. recommend it. I love that. That reminds me of the, these people were not on my list, but it reminds me of the book um, Nicholas Kristoff and his wife Cheryl Ludon oh, yeah. did. I mean, what they've done for women, oh, and obviously so he's good. a man, but gosh, what they've done for women and just the facts and technology and um, the way they use story—it's so similar to Melinda Gates' work, and I really love that. Thank you for sharing that one. So good. Yes. I have, that, um, oh, keep going. Oh, that book she's talking about is Half the Sky. Yes. Thank you. Yes, thank half you. The sky. Oh, it's so, so good, you guys. Good. For my birthday one year here in LA they did at the Skirball Museum which is a really beautiful museum kind of in the hills of Los Angeles and they did an actual exhibit of that book in the museum so for my birthday one year we did a little party there and like toured the museum and you could listen to women's stories and hear from women globally all over the world the issues they were facing it's just it's a really powerful book and the ideas that women hold up half the sky and so you know why are they why are we not given the same rights why are we not cared for in the same ways like it's it's really powerful highly recommend um so my final one tiff is actually my pastor jen toledo Mm. (laughs) i really love her i have for years we've had a great relationship and i'm really thankful for her she has reached out to me strategically and sometimes in my life where i was like i don't know if i can keep going forward or i'm not sure any of this is really worth it and without knowing what's going on with me she will reach out with just some encouragement that feels so spot on and is so helpful for me to have a new perspective to keep going and one of the things I love about her is that she's very very passionate about justice and she has been literally for decades like it's not a new thing but in this politicized um, climate that we're living in here in 2020 it's been interesting to watch as a pastor her as a pastor and see the literal visceral hatred that comes her way and the comments that people will post when she's just posting something about the Bible and justice and how people will um, make assumptions about her and I just feel like she stands so strong in her convictions she also is one of those people who loves everyone so I feel like she has a firm grasp on the gospel like she understands that Jesus also was able to look at Zacchaeus and welcome Mm. him to the table and to a tax collector and to an accountant and to a doctor and to the poor and to the leper and to women and to prostitutes. Like this is who Jesus is. And I feel that Jen really embodies that. So she's a person of justice across the spectrum, which I think is really rare to find. And I really love it because she will 
take a lot of crap from people, but at the same time, it doesn't change her message. It doesn't reshape her ethos. And she's not driven by the politics of our day. She's driven by the Bible and by Mm -hmm. um, God's heart for justice. And I am so moved when I watch her responses. And I'm so moved by the way that she doesn't back down, you know, no matter what it costs, no matter what it looks like, she does not back away from the truth that God is love and that God is a God of justice. And so she's, she's my final one today. Oh, my pastor. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I think we should end on that. That was so beautiful. (laughs) So beautiful. All right, people, we would love to see you at that birthday party. Come hang out with the big hairy toddler. You know what? That's bad messaging. Come have a party. We're going to have giveaways (laughs) and all kinds of wonder and bring snacks. Guys. Yes. Maybe we'll give away a gift for whoever comes with the best snack. Yes, please. Show us your best cheese board or your best slice of cake or whatever the heck it is that you love. We're here for it. (laughs) Or like day old bologna sandwich is good too. We don't mind. (laughs) That also deserves a reward. Okay. These times are difficult. (laughs) These are. You guys, I do have to tell you something. In these difficult times, do not betray the Chick-fil-A. Don't. Ashley tried to come at me last week. She's like, Tiffany, I've had Chick-fil-A for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for seven days. I think I need to give it a break. And I said, get away with that trash talk. How dare you? She rebuked me like Jesus rebuked Peter when he called him, you know, Satan, basically. (laughs) But it's true, you guys. Our air conditioning went out, and we couldn't, and our refrigerator, we lost everything in it. (gasps) And so literally for seven days straight, we were eating Chick-fil-A. I just couldn't take it anymore, you guys. I'm like, if I see one more biscuit, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I need a biscuit now. We love you, listeners. We can't wait to see you at the party, and we'll talk to you next week. See you then. Bye bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.